Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Alicia Thayer. I'm El Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And in this episode, we are celebrating the fact that we have finished phase one of the MCU. Yay! Yay! Um, in this episode... Oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just not a very energetic person. <laughs> but I am happy inside. Okay. In this episode, we will... Instead of doing a recap, we are going to do our top five moments of the MCU phase one at large. So we'll... Just like our other episodes, we'll be doing five, four, three, two, one, possibly punting each other if we have the same ones. I hope we don't have too many of the same ones because this is six movies worth we could choose from. So we are right. quite boring people if we all have the same ones, if we're punting a lot. But we'll see what happens. Um, in this episode, we will not have honorable mentions just because we feel like we're going to be talking about this stuff a lot. And then we're going to finish up with hopefully getting a definitive answer is if Loki is evil. Uh, mm. Although before Alicia rebuttals, we'll wait till after our top five moments. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right, Alicia, you want to right. start us off with your number five? Okay, um, my number five comes from the first Iron Man movie. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> well, I'm not, I do the... have one. I do have things in the first Iron Man movie, but I'm not going to punt based off <laughs> that. Oh, right, Same here. Now. Kind of waiting on this. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> mine is the montage of him figuring out his the aspects of his suit. All right. No? I do not oh, punt no. on All that. Right. I, I'm good. <laughs> okay, so uh, it's it's him figuring out how to fly with it, testing the repulsors, and of course him crashing and burning, i.e. hitting the roof, dummy spraying him with a fire extinguisher. And, yeah. <laughs> if, right? If there's, although it's not, it didn't make my list, if there is a like one second scene that would make my list, it would be him hitting the roof. I just can't right. not laugh at that every single time. <laughs> it's so funny. He hits the roof and then he falls and then Dummy just sprays him with a fire extinguisher and he's like, dude! <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's all that and then him getting the car and so it's just one of my favorite scenes because you just see the see the the aspect of him not doing it perfect at the first mm -hmm. time and I like I like watching that. Yeah. So that's my number five. All right. Al, what's your number five? So my number five is from the Iron Man 2 movie. Um, and this Plus, is something the, the that Iron was... Man 2, Iron Man 2, I chose the whole movie as my number one. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, okay, good. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm pretty sure no one's going to punt on this one um, because this was back when I was cheating a lot. Uh, so <laughs> this see. is a scene, yeah, yeah, this is the scene that doesn't exist, that I want to exist, because I had to make it up in my mind, when Tony is under house arrest, but he somehow sneaks out of the house, I still want to know how he did it, but it has to have been awesome, there's no other explanation for it. Mm -hmm. Are you sure? Because I really think... And I think we discussed this before. He was I distracted. The she, the agents were distracted. I think he just walked out the door forgetting that he wasn't supposed to leave. Right. You know, that's the most likely scenario. But if it were something we watched, I'm sure he would have got... I mean, I'm sure there's something they put on him, right? Maybe um, <laughs> some, some tracker inside of him when uh, when Black Widow kind of, you know, hit him with that, that feel-better that juice. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All that. There's something. I, I think he, he figured it out. Yeah, he maybe he scanned himself to see if there was anything in there. He he set something up. He found the underground tunnel to leave that just happens to have the awesome car waiting for him because he's I guess if he's sneaking out of his house, he still needs to have a good car. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there there has to have been more to that. There there's no way he just walked out. I mean I guess there's a way, there's a percentage of a chance, but I think I think it would have been an awesome scene. Maybe they, they wrote it, they planned it, but it was going to take like an hour to do it because it was just so intricate that they decided to cut it from the movie as a whole. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> right, for the record, Al's number five is the part that was not in the movies. So <laughs> Al's cheating, as he often does. <laughs> All it right. happens. Uh, 
we'll go with uh, my number five. Um, my number five actually might get punted, I feel like, is um, Iron Man and Gomira. Uh, it's the first time, Tony, of being a true hero and not just suiting up to protect himself. Uh, he goes to Afghanistan to save those people uh, who make up for the company's... To make up for his company's misdeeds and in memory for his friend Jensen. But what we really get is a completely badass scene of Iron Man being Iron Man. Uh, watching him kill the people who are undeniably evil in the only way like superhero villains can be evil. And mm -hmm. then uh, getting knocked out of the sky by the tank. And then him just <laughs> doing the little shell and doing his cool guys don't look at explosions scene. Right. And yeah, I was just like... That's my number one Iron Man moment of all time. But it's really him, you know, being first time being a true hero, not just trying to escape or showing off for himself. Oh, no punt for you, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, all I right. didn't pause to ask for a punt, so. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, um, I guess we'll just rotate back to mine then. So my number four is going to be from Thor. Yeah, from Thor. And it is okay. the uh, the Loki-Heimdall fight. All right. Oh, all no? right. No? Well, no? I mean, we could talk about it now. I don't want to punt it, but that's my number three. Well, let's, let's just talk about it now. Why not? Oh, okay. And we'll just do your number two and number three at the same thing, so... All right, so um, it's it's uh, mine, obviously, because um, we get a little bit more character development out of Loki, and we see him using his Jotun powers, which are newly discovered for the first time. We also get to see the casket of Ancient Winters, and we get to see Heimdall, who uh, is, like, stoic, loyal to T until Loki releases him. And then he's like, well, then I no longer need follow you, so I'm going to kick your butt now. And, mm -hmm. well, obviously he doesn't really get to kick his butt because he goes to and gets frozen. So, other than that. <laughs> Ow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I mean, this was, I mean, I was, I was, you know, kind of prepping for this. I was thinking, all right, what are my favorite top five? And I was I was looking at the different movies and I was kind of scrolling and got to Thor. I thought, oh, obviously, that's going in. It was Heimdall just being awesome. The literal second he got the chance to attack Loki, he took it. Didn't work out for him, but he tried. Oh right. boy, did he try. Yeah, unlike <laughs> most other heroes or the good guys we see, they're always like, you know, it takes them a second. No, this was premeditated. Heimdall was ready. He knew what was going on. Yeah, he's he's very honorable, but as soon as uh, killing Loki or fighting against Loki didn't impugn his honor anymore, he was ready to take him out. All right, so Al, uh, what's your number four since we just covered your number three? <laughs> Yeah. Alrighty. So my number four um, was pretty much one of my favorite jokes of kind of all of these MC movies, not even just phase one, just everything so far, because there's only a handful of jokes that are still hilarious when you watch them over and over. Uh, but this was at the end of Captain America, the first Avenger, when um, there's that big battle at the end, and then we see those Hydra soldiers starting with their motto: "Cut off with one, uh, <laughs> cut off one head, two more shell." And then, and then <laughs> Phillips just you know, uh, was it Colonel Phillips? Yeah, Colonel Phillips uh, just shoots yeah. them and says, "Let's go find two more." Right. Oh, it's so great oh, every so time. Yeah, still hilarious. I mean, I don't have honorable mentions, but Colonel Phillips would be there because everything he does is golden. But that was that right there was just my favorite. Of anything he said and did, yeah. Yeah, I'm disappointed yeah. that like Colonel Phillips didn't show up in uh, like Agent Carter or something like that. Right. I think that would have been great. I think if they got more seasons, he probably would have. Yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. But we'll never know. Sad music. Sad. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, Tony. All right, my number Thor. Is, number Thor. Number four <laughs> is from <laughs> Thor. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah. I chose it because it would rhyme and to make my life more difficult while saying it. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, Thor becoming worthy again in his movie. Mm. So um, I'm good. Yep, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so at this point, uh, Thor is like he's given up on getting Mew Mew back, and um, or going back to Asgard, and he's just trying to save the people of uh, Puente Antigua uh, from the Destroyer. So he like he knows he's not going to beat the Destroyer. He doesn't have his hammer. He doesn't have his godlike strength. He's just like a really strong human, but nothing compared to that armor. 
Uh-huh. Uh, so he tries to get civilians to safety, and then when the Warriors 3 and Sif just, like, go out like terrible, terrible warriors, uh, he be- he goes up to the destroyer and beg- begs his brother to leave his town alone. And the destroyer leaves and does one of my favorite things where he looks like he's leaving and then just backhands him. And what I think is he probably kills, like, Thor's mortal body. And it's, uh... Thor's self-sacrifice that shows that he's worthy to wield the hammer and we really get to see like we've already seen Thor at this movie with his full powers but we get to see it through Jane and Darcy and Solvig's eyes right and it's just like it's a, again you're going to see a little bit of a pattern with my top five but it's uh, the first time Thor is being a selfless hero and mm-hmm. I think the strength of the MCU are these heroes are really heroes they're not all brooding angry uh, people who are just trying to get revenge on the world. Alright. <laughs> Any response? Yes, no, maybe? <laughs> no, no. Alright, cool. I'm going to go to second awesome. to my three, number three, and I'm going to bring it down for a second because my favorite scene, my third, number three's favorite scene is the, from Captain America, and it's the scene where he has to bring down the plane, and we get the chat between Peggy and him Mm -hmm. and it's just a it's just a really emotional scene for me like it it totally is like makes it makes me sad like every time like I'm like I know what's going on and I know we get him back later but it's just like oh they'll never get to be with each other sort of thing so yeah no, I That's like it. That it's just, yeah, I'm no. not going to describe more of it because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It's um, Steve doing what Steve does, which is, uh, as he says in Avengers, he's laying down on a wire for other people to pass. Yep. It's just an emotional scene, and it's one of those that is really well delivered. So. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So we already did Al's number three. So Tony. Uh, mine also comes from Captain America, the first Avenger, but uh-huh. it's, uh, Steve covering up the grenade, uh, when Phillips puts the phony grenade out in the, um, boot camp. Uh, yes. So, um, a little bit of my backstory with, uh, Captain America is, uh, as a kid, you know, I was, uh, 12 years old when X-Men came out and I'd watched Batman, the animated series and Justice League and the, um, x-men the 90s x-men cartoon but i'd never read a comic book before mm-hmm. and at that point it was like oh these movies are coming out i still like i love the movies i still had no real reason to read the comic books mm-hmm. and um it wasn't until uh marvel ultimate alliance those games came out on ps3 that i started really getting into the wider and uh marvel comics and just um ultimate alliance 2 showed me like how much of a badass Captain America is when he goes up against Shield to uh fight for against superhuman registration and because it follows mm-hmm. the Civil War storyline. And right. uh the first uh comics I ever read after that like read co- cover to cover were The Runaways, which is a series we're going to get later this year and started reading mm-hmm. Captain America because I loved him in that. And then this scene where uh Steve goes onto the grenade is the first time I really believe they got my favorite character right. Um, the fact that he was underestimated by Phillips, and then he was pushing himself so hard to earn a spot to help the country at mm-hmm. his um, at the cost of his own health, because he's asthmatic, he's weak, he's um, anemic. Uh, and as soon as a grenade goes out, these, uh, at least in the comics he was picked on a lot for being the smaller, weaker guy, and he was still willing right. to sacrifice himself for, for the other everybody. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it shows not only that he was the right person for the serum, but it shows that the writers and directors of this movie really understood the heart and soul of Captain America and that he should have been the... He was right to be the leader of the Avengers. Agreed. All right. So that was number threes. I guess mm-hmm. I'm going to pop off to my number two, which is from Iron Man 2. All right. And the fight scene in the kind of foresty, waterfall-ish area. Yes, no, okay. maybe? Oh, at the no. at the end scene when they're in the Oracle Arena? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. 
Okay. No, this All almost right, so... made my list. Okay. It made my list because I just find it hilarious because uh, it's you get the super charge attack from Tony and we get the uh it's continues to the Vanko things by the way. Um, I'm just loading it all into one cuz I didn't <laughs> want to break it down. So we get the su- super cool attacks from Tony and he's like, "Oh, it's a one-off." And then Vanko appears and and <laughs> Rody's like, "I got something for this guy." And he goes to fire the ex-wife and nothing happens. That's right. <laughs> And it just makes me giggle. So, <laughs> yeah, I I made a realization when I like I watched my top five scenes again and a few others uh, last night when I was making this list. Mm-hmm. And when I was watching Iron Man's scene against the tank, um, with his one shot and it kills the tank, I think that's Tony's superior version of the ex-wife. Yes. And just like, yeah, <laughs> Hammer probably tried to rip him off and it just didn't work out well. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> What was that, like a year before, years before? I don't remember what the timeline is yeah, between Iron Man it's, 1 and 2. It's like a year. I think it's six months later when he starts yeah. building the suit. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got it. And I, you know, I really like that scene also, the, you know, with the, that, the, that fight at that, in the, on that arena, because um, they land in there, the two of them, Stark and, and Rhodey, and they're getting ready. Like, they're prepping. They know what they're going to do, but their friends and they're bickering and so then all their plans mm-hmm. just kind of go to go to waste mm-hmm. <laughs> which yep. is also great completely ruins that but yeah no good good scene always always fun <laughs> yeah all right al what's your number two so my number two and oh, this was a tough one actually between making this my number two or my number one but mm-hmm. in the end i decided to make it my number two but this was uh agent phil colson showing loki his conviction by mm. shooting him you know, just after Loki <laughs> That's what that stabs, does. exactly. Yeah, just after Loki stabs him to you know almost death, um, mm-hmm. George just kind of leaves him there to bleed out, like all real villains do. They just kind of do something and they they walk away and hope things work out for them. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Agent Coulson gives the the awesome one liner: you're, "You're never gonna win. Why not? Because you lack conviction." And then just shoots him. And it's Coulson mm-hmm. going out in a. Well, basically a blaze of glory, right? He's still, still doing the thing he meant to do. But yeah, I just ah, God, I still love that character too. So yep. awesome. Hmm. All righty, Tony. Yeah. What's your yeah. number two? All right. Uh, my number two and my number one like really struggled for which was going to be which. But um, my number two is the um, single unbroken shot of the Avengers doing teamwork in the New York City ba- battle in the Avengers. Uh, a little peek behind the curtain for our listeners. We record two episodes a day, so we had just recorded the third part of The Avengers. So I didn't want to talk about this twice in a row, but this would probably be my true number one for Avengers. Um, mm-hmm. The single shot of everybody fighting, uh, starting with Iron Man zooming around, helping Black Widow on the glider, and then uh, teaming up with Cap and doing his repulsors against the shield, which is a move you can do in Ultimate Alliance 2, my favorite uh, Marvel video game, which I just already talked about. Up to um, <laughs> Hawkeye uh, firing his arrows, then following the arrow to Hulk and Thor fighting on the uh, the back of the Leviathan, all the way to the crash into uh, Grand Central Station, and the part Alicia talked about in the Avengers of um, being uh, Hulk knocking Thor out of the screen. And it's just... To me, it's everything the MCU promised from the moment... At the end of uh, the first Iron Man movie. It's just like all these heroes that you never thought would work together. Actually, you know, being a team and working together to fight off this amazing force. Yours wasn't uh, the what? gather scene, right? I wasn't... The what? I didn't miss that. Yours isn't the gather scene, right? No, it's the scene where the single shot where Iron Man is zooming around. And... Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, wait, it sounded like you were talking to the gather scene right there. And I was like, wait, no, wait, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, it's the, you know, them as a together fighting everyone, but kind of the one-on-one teaming up. No, it's, Uh yeah, Yeah. I mean, that's an awesome scene. It, like, it starts with them kind of becoming a team, right? They're, they're talking to each other. There's that communication, the the thing they always lacked because, well, other than, you know, Hawkeye and, and, um, Black Widow a little bit, they've never really worked together on a team. Yeah, they have. 
Um, I mean a little bit, but we not see it. not in this not in this degree, not to yeah. this. Well, no, 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 no. Really? We don't. When? We don't. We haven't seen. Uh, there's a scene when uh Coulson is calling uh Romanoff, uh when she's doing the interrogation. You see in the background when he's on the phone of there's a scene of the uh, uh, the clip of them fighting together. Well, yeah, no, yeah, no, no. no I, I, saying, I said I, other than them. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 other yeah. than Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. no, like uh, the you know the other heroes, and you know Hawkeye and, and Black Widow a little bit. Yeah, but I mean generally those are the the kind of characters that you know Hawkeye and Black Widow at least you know they kind of just go off on their own and do their their own mission. I mean, not always. Yeah, they team up because that's you know right. their their shield thing. They do whatever Shield tells them. But you know the other heroes themselves, they've never really. I mean, I guess Captain America has. He had a whole movie about it, but mm-hmm. for the most part, yeah. <laughs> But especially together, they never really did fight and worked out really well. Yeah, at least uh, Thor, Iron Man, Captain America are used to being leaders in their own squad. And just like they're used to being the most powerful. So the fact that they're working together and working to each other's uh, strengths instead of just going out for their own stealth is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah, and Stark's usually used to being the leader also, but he's the only one in his group. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> He's the only one in this group. It's not really a leader. <laughs> well, we get a, we get a little bit of that push back and forth in uh, that scene we just talked about in Iron Man Two, where that's true. Him with having Wilson. to work together with uh, Rhodey, actually. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he does he does get to boss uh, Jarvis around a bit. Oh yeah, yeah as long as he's got somebody to boss around. <laughs> true. All right, so <laughs> that leaves us where were all of our number ones. So Alicia, what's your number one? My number one is the Avengers gather scene because the music, the excitement, the lead up and everything, it just, it just, it seems like a great roundabout thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like seeing them all in that circle. It's 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 the epitome of what we've been waiting for. Mm -hmm. So definitely. That's that's my number one. Yeah, six movies in, and I I don't actually know how many years it was in total from when the first uh, four Iron years. Man came out to this four years, two thousand twelve. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right, so four years for that, but you know, just to see that one scene, no, it was awesome. It's mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> all right, so my number one, yeah, um, goes all the way back to that very first Iron Man movie, where there's that CGI scene of Stark first putting on the the Iron Man suit that he put on and just the, I don't know how, how long, like five, 10 seconds, but it goes on for, you know, what feels like quite a long time. And it's just so cool. It's just this awesome scene. And like when I first saw that scene, um, you know, I was still in college and I'm a, I'm a software developer, but I saw that, like, oh man, I really want to learn to, you know, do this kind of stuff to <laughs> make something like this. And, you know, maybe I'd, I'd probably screw up and cut off my foot somehow, but it would be so <laughs> awesome if I could. Or, you know, maybe I, like, uh, you know, like Tony Stark would um, would propel myself into a concrete wall. Only I wouldn't make it out of that one. Okay. <laughs> Have a broken nose, a couple of other broken bones, lose an arm. Oh, yeah, exactly. But no, just that probably. scene, every time I see it, it's the, like, epitome of, of Iron Man. It's just such a cool suit and the, the whole scene. So that's that's about that's about all I can say of you know a machine putting a suit onto a guy. So <laughs> ah. all right, Tony, let's finish it up. What's your number one? All right, my number one is uh, the very first post-credit scene in the original Iron Man. So if uh, like my number two was the single shot in New York with everyone fighting together, and Alicia's number one was that iconic scene of them mm-hmm. in a circle. Um, those are, is the Marvel fulfilling the promise that was put down in this scene. Um, it's, uh, when I first saw the first Iron Man, I didn't know there was going to be an MCU or the connect. I thought it was going to be like the Spider-Man movies or the X-Men movies where it's its own contained universe. Mm-hmm. But when Nick Fury steps out of the shadows and announced the Avengers initiative, I pretty much lost my mind. It <laughs> opened up a possibility that I never thought would happen of a shared universe where all my favorite heroes, okay, Nightcrawler, my favorite X-Men is not going to be in this, but most of my favorite heroes are probably going to meet, have a chance of um, teaming up, 
And everything that we're doing in this podcast, everything I really love about cinema right now comes from that mm-hmm. one moment. And I think it's one of the most important moments in the movies of probably this decade or the last 10 years. I can't disagree. Yeah, that's true. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, nothing else has ever done something like this, right? Is this? No. I mean, the, the closest is when there's like a two-parter movie where they just kind of end it somewhere and then make another one. But that's about it. Yeah, and then I know like Abbott and Costello met Frankenstein, and that was a big deal. But, you know, that was in the 40s. <laughs> I have no idea what this joke is that you're saying, so I'm, I'm oh, just going to laugh. Oh, never mind. It's the Universal <laughs> Monsters. Never mind. I'll oh, edit okay. that out. It, it wasn't very flat. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, no. Keep it in. Keep it in. <laughs> okay. Don't worry. I edited these, so I get to control how smart or dumb I sound at all times. <laughs> oh, that's true. All right. <laughs> that's why, Tony, you look like a genius, and Alicia and I are idiots. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> uh, well, I don't work magic. I I can't make myself. <laughs> All right, so that's our uh, top five. But um, before we continue, or before we end, I think Alicia has something to say about Loki, and I have something to refute. Oh, I have about a lot Loki. of things to say about Loki, but oh, I dropped my mouse. All right, where do you want me to start? <laughs> I got lots of evidence. All right, so. Alicia's thesis statement is what is Loki's not evil or Loki's a hero or what are you trying to prove? Neither. Loki was Loki is under duress. Okay. He was forced I, into the evasion. I don't deny well, this. You're saying specifically <laughs> the I already invasion? Win. <laughs> I mean, wait, well, hold, yeah. hold on. Specifically the invasion? Like, what about stuff during the Thor movie? What about no, all no, that the Thor stuff? movie is all him. That it's not evil, he's just going through a very complicated time. Uh, see, you said not evil. You could be under duress and still be evil. I believe Loki is evil. Uh, okay, so there's proof <laughs> that Loki so, is being controlled through the Avengers movie. Okay, so your thesis is Loki is not evil, where I say he is. That's where right. our disagreement is. Okay. Yes. Yeah, because I'm like, um, Scar in Lion King is under duress. But no, he's, he's still... not. Proof yes, he is. He's he is hungry. Hell. He's jealous. Jealousy no, 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 under no, no, duress. No, no, no. How is Scar hungry? He's still part of the lion pride. He still gets to eat with he's... everybody. No, if anybody's actually... under duress, the hyenas are under duress. The, they are also under duress. But a male lion, if you're not high of the pride, you're a loner. Like He's away from everyone else. He doesn't right, get... Right, but it doesn't like, mean he can't eat. He's still part of the pride, or Simba wouldn't tolerate him in his territory, or uh, Mufasa wouldn't tolerate him in his territory anywhere. Yeah, but, um... He's under duress because he... Like, under duress is your emotional. Because he wants to be king? Exactly. So he's under duress. May not be the best He's not reason, under duress. So. He, he, yes, has, he, he has ambition that he can't reach with Mufasa being there. So technically he's evil because he's killing people to get to with that. Well, so like is Loki. Loki. Where? Loki's uh, killing hundreds of humans. He stabs his brother in the um, stomach. He tries to kill in Iron Man. the he... Avengers where he's being controlled. I don't believe he's being controlled. I can prove it with one thing. Okay. okay, well, okay. Well, in Thor, he's definitely killing people. He tries to kill Thor with the Destroyer. Eh, more like stop Thor from coming back, but uh, no. Things... I mean, there was a, Thor had no power. There was no reason for him to backhand him. He was being yeah. I still trying... don't think he would have killed him. I don't I, I like you were under the impression him. that he killed him. I'm not so sure. Like he may not have his powers, but that doesn't mean he's his a... body's durability would go. He's away. a regular human at that point. Eh, I, I have I have issues with that one. So we're gonna agree to disagree on that one. Hmm. Uh, but. For Loki and the Avengers, I can kill it with one thing. What color is Loki's? What color are Loki's eyes? I have. They're not bright blue like in um, like no. the other ones. You're right. Loki's eye color is normally green, but if you watch the movie, they are blue. Hmm. Let me look on Google to see if this is true. I because why not just rewatch a clip from the movie and see. Well, because I don't have my uh, PS4 right in front of me. Mm. <laughs> Loki Ike. Loki so, Ike change. So while this is being looked up, um, <laughs> I'll ask. Um, 
are you saying that during the Avengers movie, whenever Loki would, you know, touch a staff to someone's heart, their eyes turn turn blue? blue. Is that Loki's what is not as Loki's is not as uh, vibrant because I think uh, Thanos still needs him to act in some part, but it's not all of Loki's actions. It's Thanos controlling him or the other technically controlling him. Loki's generally they've got to have some sort of uh, thing in the ringleader some sort of intelligence in the ring later, like the others are just following Loki's orders for the ones that are controlled by the scepter. I think Loki's control is a light, a little bit less than those being controlled by Loki through the scepter, but his eye color is still blue. He's still, he lands and he says he's burdened with a glorious purpose. Um, I'm sorry. If you're there to cause something, you're not burdened by that. It's certainly not something you're going to say like that. Also, it was too, there are too many easy loopholes and I get it's probably script planning, but there's a lot of ways that the Avengers get over on Loki. Uh, there's, and Tony, he doesn't go unconscious when the Hulk beats him into the ground. He's laying there. He's moaning, but he's mm -hmm. laying there. He could have easily gotten up and gotten away before they got back. Yeah. True. And he doesn't, um... he intends to be captured. He, it's his only potential escape to go back to Asgard, where he's most likely pro more protected there than being by himself from Thanos. No, I mean, okay, well, first of all, Tom Nilsson's eyes are blue, are naturally blue. Yes, I know that. Um, And I don't think they CG'd his eyes green in the Thor movies. The, um, why not? They CG'd everybody else's. Why miss Loki's? Wait, what do you mean? When did they CG everyone else? They CG, they definitely CG'd Heimdall's eyes because he's got the gold eyes. Right. I'm talking in so the why miss... Wh they CG'd it in the first movie, in the first Thor movie. Why not CG it in the Avengers movie? No, his eyes are naturally um, blue. They didn't CG his eyes in the um, yes, Thor movie. Yes, they did. In the Thor in movie, yes, they did. No, they're green. Go uh, back and watch. According to The Bustle, which is a um, a website... It talks about movies. It's just like, what color are Tom Hiddleston's eyes? Because of his more green outfit, his eyes reflected green a lot in that movie. Mm, I don't know. There's some some scenes where his eyes are very green. But um, whether or not they're green, his eyes weren't as electric blue as Selvig's. No, or... but if you'd been listening, he Thanos needs at least some intelligence. Well, they're well just they all keep their intelligence. Yeah, yeah. no, they, they all keep but their intelligence they to... when they're taken over by the, the staff. Yeah, it just changes their mind. It they just changes their opinion. A little bit more initiative, let's put it that way. It's not all his because he's under threat of basically violence. He, he'll wish for something as sweet as pain. Come on. Something as what? Sweet as pain. When he's talking to the other... The other threatens there's no barren moon, no place you can hide. Uh, we will, you will, we'll make you wish for something as sweet as pain. Well, okay, yeah. that could just be him trying to convince him, like, hey, you promised us you'd do this thing. Make sure it why? happens. Or, but well, why? Because... If he's already going to be doing that thing, why threaten him more? Well, it's because to make sure he does it. Yeah, he's why a does he God. need to make sure? No, but why a... does he need to make sure? He's already there. He's already doing it. Um, no, it's the make sure you succeed. Yeah, and yeah, make sure you, you deliver over the Tesseract, because that's what um, Thanos wants. See, I the still have an issue there. I think I think the fact that the other is even threatening him showing is showing me he doesn't have control. They don't have control of Loki. Right. Loki's doing this of his own choice. They made a truce. They're working together. It's not him being controlled. If he was being controlled, um, the other and... Because through the, um, through the other Thanos is pretty much threatening him. Thanos wouldn't have to threaten him with death or that he would. Abate it's not for Thanos pain. threatening him. It's the other. Well, the other's more insecure. Is, the, the other is uh, speaking for Thanos. Mm, yeah, he's kind of like, the right hand man guy. Yeah, he's the right hand whatever. man that gets killed later. Like without well, yeah, but a he thought. gets he he gets he doesn't get killed by Thanos though. He gets killed by no, um, but Thanos doesn't stop it. No, because this is this guy's just his spokesman. It doesn't matter. Right, but Al just said he's the right-hand man. If he really was the right-hand well, man, you'd think Thanos would be a little bit more upset about losing him. I, well, I, I, he... I, I, maybe that phrase, I probably chose the wrong phrase. What I mean was, that's the guy that Thanos chooses to speak for him. Like, Thanos tells him, this is what needs to happen. 
make sure it happens. And then that right. guy makes sure it happens by telling Loki, hey, you said you were going to do this thing. You better make sure it happens um, or we're going to, you know, do some right. things. Yeah, we're going but to you also you, watch Loki, who is a prince and is very, very, has the princely state of I'm better than you, backs down from him in an instant yeah, because, when they have that conversation. Because Thanos is Thanos. He's a Th But he's not killer. talking to Thanos. He's talking to Thanos' yes. representative. Uh, but it's not Thanos himself. I'm sorry. Well, I'm, uh, you, you're talking to somebody lesser than the guy who's up there. I'm sorry. I'm not going to back down from that person hella quick because they said something that you think. I would, I, if I'm talking to a mob boss's lieutenant, I'm going to back down because he has the power of the mob boss behind him. He yeah, has, not always. Um, the other he has the power. Um, I'm sure... Thanos can hear everything that they're saying. I don't think I don't think Thanos because Thanos of who he is wants to get low enough to talk to a banished prince. Yeah, and I even think... if, you know, the, the mob boss's lieutenant can be wrong, I mean he's probably the person you should listen to because right then in that moment they still have a lot of that power. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I'm not so sure. Either way, um, there's Loki's distraction in Germany, which, I'm sorry, why did we need the distraction? Because he, he wants to pretty much scare the Avengers off. I think that's his goal. Mm, no, or I don't think apart. so. I think his goal was to get them together into one place to perform the action to get them to fight and then kill Coulson to bring them together. So that way he'd have a way out of the situation he's in. I don't think that was his plan. I think his plan was to get them together as a bunch of pretty much four alpha males to get them apart so they would never work together against him. Because his number one goal is to remember to take over Earth and save his own butt. Mm, Which, I mean, no, I seriously this, don't think so. Again, he didn't you have go, to go to Thanos go at all to... if he's afraid of Thanos. He didn't go to Thanos. Yes, he did. There's no evidence that he didn't no, he go to didn't. Thanos. There's no evidence. That... No, what, you don't you have evidence. You just don't have evidence against it. Well, well there, there's no can't... for or against this argument or any other argument for that matter. I mean, we have no storyline saying how this whole thing happened, how yeah. Loki ended up in the position with the staff or in the position with Thanos. All we know is that there is something that has to happen. Right, that but Loki we, is doing this the, thing. We, right, but we, we also know, know that the deal. staff has a compulsion. We do know the staff has a compulsion. We also know the compulsion will make a person change their mind. There's no, absolutely no reason why the other would have to wait, tell. Wait, wait, wait. You just Loki said that staff not... has the compulsion to change somebody's mind. Right? Yeah, it, it changes. Okay, listen. You're proving my argument. Well, let me finish my point. We right. know it has the ability to change other people's minds. We know that from Hawkeye and Selvig. We right. know that the compulsion is not being used on Loki because the other has to threaten Loki to follow their rules because the other and Thanos are giving Loki an army because it's part of a deal. If... Right. Um... Loki doesn't have to offer Hawkeye anything to do it because Hawkeye wants to do it once he's under compulsion. Right. Uh, Loki doesn't isn't under compulsion because the other um... has to convince Hawkeye to do it and remind them of the deal they made. No, the deal they made I... give you the army, we get okay. the tesseract. Okay, but if we follow my theory for the fact that Loki, especially going into it, Loki looks very tortured when he arrives in. Uh, on Earth, and to get the Tesseract. I don't if, uh, well, I don't know if he looks tortured. I don't know what going through one of those portals does to you physically. True, but he looks very, like, sleep-deprived. Um, he looks very gaunt. Uh, he stumbles later when they're leaving the compound with the Tesseract. Okay. When does he stumble? I missed that. Uh, if you watch as they're leaving, um, they're heading towards the Jeeps, away from Fury after Fury's been shot, he stumbles. And uh, one of the guys, it might be Selvig, it might be Barton, it might be one of the other agents that he controlled, uh, basically puts a hand on his back to help him back up. 
Okay, I don't I don't remember that at all, but um there's no proof that he's been tortured though. Mm, I, okay, but yeah. there's not. Well, uh, we I mean a lot the, of this is No, go ahead. We Tony. can't say that there's not no proof. Um that's not an argument. The way he looks coming through the portal, it looks like he's at very least been seriously sleep deprived. He looks very gaunt and he looks a little bit crazy, which is not how Loki looked before. And the way he says burden with glorious purpose, it looks like he made that deal with the other to get out of a torture. But he also Loki's motivation is he wants power. Mm, see, I'm not so sure. Uh, what, well, uh, so so that you can you can, I mean, so the the difficult thing with you know with this whole um, you know debate basically is that we're making a lot of assumptions and we don't have proof about a lot of these things. I mean, you can go with you know the your interpretation of of that phrase, burden with a glorious purpose. Uh, the other, uh, a different um, interpretation is Loki just wants to be king, and that's his burden to be a king, and that's it. There are but multiple other ways that we be. can take this, but he... again, again, that's just stretching for an argument, right? We're all doing the same thing. We're all stretching for the one that we want, and there's no proof of any of these things. But he never went after a throne directly until this movie. Even with no. the Thor movie, he didn't go after the throne. Frigga gifted him the throne, and then he was thrown into it. He didn't want it. He didn't ask for it. And then everybody that... No, hang on. Everybody that was Thor's friends basically said, no, no, we don't like you being here, without even giving him a chance, and went to go find Thor. Okay. He was on um, the, he was on the throne for like an hour before they were like, "Oh, let's, we're going to go talk to Odin about this." And then finding him on the throne, they're like, "Yeah, no." Uh, he in my opinion, he was angling for the throne. He knows um Thor's mm -hmm. or I'm sorry. He knows Odin wasn't dead. He, but and he knows if he killed Odin, he would have been blamed for it. He would never be able to stay king. He's he was trying to make sure, um, mm. that uh, uh, Thor, the rightful heir, stays on Earth, and he is considered a hero. So when Odin eventually retires or dies, he would be made king. Yeah, so I don't. Long term I don't goal see is that. still to be king. I don't I, see I, that. I, I don't understand how you don't see that though. Uh, well, he wasn't angling for it. The only thing he was angling for in that movie for o was for Odin to see that Thor wasn't ready to become king. He says that directly. He didn't want Thor back up there because he didn't want. He didn't think Thor was ready. Yeah, it, well, it escalated it to the. Hang on, it escalated to the fact that he was uh, it, it hurt down on Earth because he was trying to prevent that because the Warriors Three jumped the gun and left him no other damn option. But he orchestrated the fact that Odin's enemies if he really wanted Odin dead why not let Lefay kill him and then kill Lefay and say I found the frost giant in his room I'm sorry the king was already dead but I killed him in return why not that because he wants it to be no question that uh he was a hero because if he didn't if he let the frost giants in and there'd be more of an investigate he did leave the frost giants in if he let them kill odin there would be more right. of investigation of how these frost but giants he's already odin. king at that point he can thwart the investigation it is makes no sense he's he's king well, he... for now he doesn't know if odin's ever going to wake up Right, so but he let Lefay into the room to kill Odin, but instead of letting him kill Odin, he killed Lefay himself. If he wanted to stay king, why not just have Lefay kill him and then he kill Lefay? Well, why is Thor loved? Thor is loved because he's a hero. He wants eh. to be a hero as well. Well, he's loved by the Asgardians. Mm. He's loved by the other mm. Asgardians. You see the he's cheering loved by his at friends. the... No, he's loved by Asgard as a whole because you see them cheering him when they think he's going to get crowned so, at the first scene of the movie. Have you ever watched a coronation in movies besides this one? Everybody cheers. Yeah. They're their next king. They have to deal with them. If they don't cheer, yeah. chances are the king's going to remember it and going to make their life hell. Well, people, I don't... That's not always true. 
Um, yeah, you're right. It's not always got, true, but Loki, you don't have any proof otherwise for this right. one. Thor has more support than Loki. Yeah, because likely. Loki's the adopted child. He's no not the legitimate knows. heir. No one knows that. No one knows that. Yeah, they do. Uh, I'm sorry. It. Last I checked, Frigga couldn't have any more kids after Thor. Frigga and Odin know it. And Thor and Loki and no one else knows about that. Maybe, and I'm sorry. Odin brings Heimdall. a newborn child newborn child into a palace full of people of servants and other things and nobody in the rest of the kingdom knows i'm calling shenanigans i don't well you can kind of hide those things right like yeah. you know Ow. maybe maybe frigga goes goes away for a few months she goes stays with family and she comes and... back with the toddler yeah. well we don't know how how long it takes i mean these these people live for thousands of years we don't actually know how long they're they're babies which actually, I am kind of curious how that kind of works out. Right. Wondering if but they're like a baby for a thousand at least, years. Assume at the very <laughs> least they grow up, just for argument's sake, they grow up to at least toddler in the same amount of timeline for humans because uh, animals tend to evolve very quickly to be able to escape uh, predators. Okay. Same applies to most humans sort of thing. We have a little bit more leeway because we are caretaker parents instead. Uh, but it's the same sort of argument. We still get to, hey, we're going to be talking, walking, running, or at least moving as quickly as possible. My my uh, seventh-month-old nephew is already trying to walk. Like, by okay. himself. So assume that's the same thing. Um she goes away for nine months to supposedly have this baby and comes back with a toddler. Somebody is still going to know something's up. Yeah, someone in Odin's inner circle might, but that doesn't mean if they're okay, all loyal you to have, the house of Elf. You have servants and everything. Servants gossip, and they'll gossip will travel outside the palace walls. I'm sorry, I don't believe that nobody I... knew that uh, Thor, uh, Loki wasn't adopted in some sort. Now, I believe that nobody knows he's a Jotun because of the either whose magic, it doesn't matter who, either Loki's or Odin's is hiding that fact. But I think they do know that he's the adopted son. Okay. Well, adopted people are just as much family as anyone else. And I agree. But more people are going to be more happy to see the actual uh, birth-related prince on the throne than an adopted one. I think if Thor were the adopted one, but Thor was still heroic and Thor was exactly the same, I think it's the the actions But we don't have any proof of this heroism up to that point. All we Thor. see is that people like him. What do we see before his potential coronation that proves him heroic? No, we don't You're see You're assuming. We hear stories of the battles that he's been in. When? Um, after the... We, after, yeah, we see it after. We don't have any proof of it not before like, the not, coronation scene. No, but we know what happened before the coronation scene. They, right, just but they all we know is that he led somebody to another realm for the the most succulent delicacies. He helped Lady Sif be, or uh, supported Lady Sif to become the headstrong warrior she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we don't really get a lot of heroism out of that. We get, but, oh, look, they went on adventures with a group of three, the group four group of them. Yeah, but that well, does adventures. fit the culture more. No, sorry, right. go ahead, Tony. But that no. doesn't lead to heroism. They they basically went it's, on a hero's journey for well, what all young men they're, do. They're heroes in the eyes of the subjects. Eh, see, I I don't I mean, believe that. I'll, okay, well, I'm getting to the feeling that we're at the point where neither of us are going to agree. Um, I want to throw this out to the listeners. I want you guys to comment on Facebook and Twitter to see who, from this argument, who do you think is right? Do you think that... Uh, Thor, or I'm sorry, do you think Loki invaded Earth of his own choice, or if he were persuaded or under control of Thanos and the other? Or tortured into like... making the deal to get away from it. If he was, yeah, if he was um, coerced in some way. So, Or I... if you have some other evidence you'd like to bring oh, yeah. up, mention that too. Yeah, definitely anything yep. else. Any Please. other ideas, go for it. Yeah, yeah. as, as yeah. long as... um. Yeah, I want the listeners to weigh in. I would love to hear your guys' opinions. And maybe after Thor the Dark World, when we next see Loki, we'll discuss this and come back to this again. Agreed. Alright. So after a great phase one 
uh, will be soon moving on to phase two. And just a programming note for anyone listening to us, we say in our introduction that we cover every movie, TV show, and one-shot. And I've got a few people asking, where the heck are the one-shots? Um, we're going to be covering that in an episode after uh, our three Iron Man 3 episodes. Uh, we'll be covering all the one-shots since, unfortunately, the one-shots end after All Hail the King, which is a one-shot spin-off of uh, Iron Man 3. So we'll be okay. doing our three Iron Man 3 episodes, then one whole episode of our one-shots. And then awesome. we're going to be moving on to the first episode of Agents of the S.H.I.E.L.D., which gets me really excited because the real reason I want to start this podcast was to do a rewatch of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So. And I have not seen it. I am the control group, so this will be my first time watching that. Yeah, so where we've been doing spoilers for the Marvel movies, and we might continue, we are not doing spoilers on any of the TV shows. Because Alicia hasn't right. watched them. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people haven't watched them, so if there are any listeners out there who've never watched a Marvel TV show, this is your chance to jump on board and pretend like everyone's watching for the first time, because Alicia yep. will be there. <laughs> I will be. <laughs> All right. Uh, please remember to follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore rewind. And please give, please give us a rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast app, assuming you like this. Otherwise, silence is golden. And please, please, right. please comment your opinion on Loki's motivations. Yes, please. All right. Uh, this was the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for our, our recap of Phase One slash argument about <laughs> whether or not Loki is evil. Signing off. Have a Loki filled day. Avengers, when the world is in trouble, they'll be there on the devil. Avengers, Avengers, if you're an evil dude, they'll be coming for you. Nick Fury brought them together to save and protect the world. Avengers, when what you need is a superhero team. Avengers!